Now broadcasting live via so Ustream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagdon Boardcast. Oh my goodness, and that is crazy. Why are we friends with Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I didn't get slapped like right your mom in here. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? It doesn't work if you're not wearing what? a mariachi suit. Uh, we're not wearing a mariachi suit. I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Bagging Boardcast, episode number 171. I'm Chris. And I'm Paul. I'm John. I guess because it's your birthday, you get to go before me, Paul. Yeah. Hey, happy I, birthday, Paul. I jumped in there. You jumped in. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys, for wishing me a happy birthday. Happy birthday. You're welcome. And I wish you a good podcast as well, Paul. Oh, I hope it's an excellent podcast, not only for myself, but for our listeners. Because we come at them in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bringing them the top geek stories. Why, why are you all giggly about it? <laughs> because you never say that part? I never say that part okay. anymore. I just to make sure. Well, I used to, in the beginning, do the intro. Things, things change. Yeah. John and I switched seats. We switched seats. I didn't like it at first. No, I'm okay. I, I like it, actually. I'm okay with this. Because you get to stare into my beautiful blue eyes. Yeah. Actually, it's because I, I like to look out the window behind you. <laughs> Be like, it's like, I wonder what, what it's like to be like a bird. Outside's like. Yeah. But hey, we also do other stuff on the show. Like the list, the uh, books that we are looking forward to coming out May 8th. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week, we're bringing you another trade-in policy, and it's volume one of Hawkeye. My Life as a Weapon by Matt Fraction and David Aja. Aha. Aja. Aja. We're not sure of the pronunciation. It's probably one of those three, though. Okay, if it's one of those three, let's all take the one that we're going to pronounce like it, and then only one of us will be right. I see Aja. I say Aja. No, I already called it. You have to pick the other one. I don't know what the other ones are. Aja, Aja, or Aha. Aha. I'll go Aha, because it sounds like I'm laughing. So which one are you doing? Aja. I'll do Aja. All right. All right. So one of us will be right. One of us will be right. One will be wrong. And you know how we always start things off right here? Oh, uh, wait. Are we are we going to do a tilt bet for this? No. We haven't done a tilt bet in forever. We, should do, we, we have, have a tilt. There. Then, yeah. So whoever... We have two. So who, whoever's wrong will have to drink a tilt. Okay. Whoever's wrong. So we'll have to find an we'll, interview we'll with him we've, on... We've got a lot of beer, so we won't do this today. Yeah. But maybe for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll call out for the next episode. We have four beers, all selected by me, because they, uh, the guys here just said, Paul, it's your birthday. Let's drink whatever you want. Let's We're go actually into, recording on my birthday. Too. Let's go into so our massive beer cellar and yeah. just pick out whatever you want. Yeah, and this is one of the beers that I, uh, during our barrel age month, I was uh, I found and was kind of excited about. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hold this till my birthday, and I want to... You know, it looks nice, and it's a $24 bottle. It's uh, the Brooklyn Black Ops, stout aged in bourbon barrels. And it's a big boy. It's at 10.5% by volume, alcohol by volume. So, Zounds. And it has a cork, so I'm going to make a mess all over my computer by popping this cork, and hopefully everything won't go any- everywhere. But You're struggling with that cork. <laughs> there it is. There it goes. <laughs> ding, ding. It's a... Uh, Pour some out, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you guys a review. That is, uh, yeah. It's got that nice bourbon-aged flavor to it. It's it yeah. that bourbon-aged feel. Like mm-hmm. After you take a sip, you still have that kind of like alcohol burn in your mouth. It's mm-hmm. not super strong, but yeah, there's can, a little. There's you can a tell l- it's a big boy. A little it's, bit there. It's and little. you can smell a little more on the nose than you actually get drinking it. No, I I, I have some dragon breath right now. I'm Really? I yeah. feel like I would be blue. I don't blo- get it. It's, yeah, it's it's definitely there. warm and I feel like if I had a lighter I could breathe some fire. Yeah, I don't I don't know why you're not getting it. But, but smooth. It's yeah. not the burn isn't intense on the throat, it's all in the mouthfeel. I guess yeah, a little bit there. Yeah. But, but it has it, a nice bourbon flavor up front. I don't get the, a lot of smokiness or anything from the stout though. Yeah. It tastes like a watered down bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I definitely, uh, it's good. It's not as good as some of the other bourbon age ones that we've had on the podcast. I know the bourbon age big black booty daddies. I think are a lot better just because Even of something as simple as the innocent gun. I would prefer. It, it has innocent gun usually has more sweetness to it. It doesn't have much of this warmth. Yeah. 
but yeah, it has. But yeah, they're the Celt, they're they're Celtic one. They're uh, St. Patrick's like the, Day special. Yeah, the Irish yeah, whiskey one. The Irish whiskey stout was good. Yeah, this is this is good though. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I, I can't put it as high up as all the ones that we've. No, <laughs> and you know, you know, from Brooklyn, you'd expect maybe something a little bit more because they're such a big brewery. But, but we always say that about Brooklyn stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's one of those breweries that you always hope for the best from them. And I'm always just a little, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say let down, but just kind of go, oh yeah, that's why I don't normally drink a Brooklyn. And for the price point, it lets me down. Yeah, because yeah. the Voodoo ones, twelve bucks a bottle, basically. Yeah. And those those big ones were about just about the same size, mm-hmm. and higher percent alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's so good. It's nice sipping beer. Yeah. Nice sipping beer. Something nice to get us started here at the, in, with the podcast. And to celebrate Paul's birthday, thirty. Yay! Yay! Thirty thirty. So I think that's pretty big news for the for the week. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the news that really matters this week. You know, who cares about Iron Man's num- stellar numbers? It did pretty good. <laughs> pretty well. $25 million off of the top-grossing we- uh, opening weekend of Avengers. But, uh, yeah, Iron Man 2, number two spot for biggest opening weekend ever, uh, with $175.3 million. That's not bad at all. And this is the one that all three of us picked to go to the end on our uh, draft pick. So we were pretty smart there. Bracket, not draft. Draft, sorry. Bracket. Not we do, we yeah, do so say, many. I don't think so. We do so huh. many things. It's up against the great Gatsby. Uh, Bars Lerman, uh, he might be shaking in his boots a little bit here. I don't think he's going to meet. I don't think uh, $175 million is in his future. Eh, probably not. <laughs> nope. Nope. But I am looking forward to seeing it still. No, it looks like a fun movie. It looks like an incredible ride on the big screen. Um, makes me. If I didn't have such a cool TV, I'd be more, more, more. Uh, I would feel more pressed to go see it in the theaters. But I think yeah. it would look pretty good at yeah. home too. Yeah, you get yeah, like a, so. yeah. a Blu-ray or something; it'll look awesome on your screen. Yeah, I'm thinking about buying a Blu-ray player. I still don't have one. You can get them so cheap now. Seventy-five yeah. bucks isn't that cheap. It's not that bad though. Not that bad for how much they used to be. I, right. I bought a, my father a Blu-ray for like. Forty-five bucks. Oh man, I'm gonna have to find. Does it play 3D Blu-ray? I don't think so. Oh, I need 3D. All right, well that's why you're gonna spend that seventy-five for that one time. You're gonna watch one thing in 3D. All of the time in 3D. I have a 3D enabled TV. Do you really think you're gonna watch that much 3D? I wanted to watch that one. Oh, well, you're that, the guy. You're the guy that, that complained about going to see 3D movies. Or five bucks more. (laughs) (laughs) How much more did you pay for your TV to have that 3D? Not much, because you can't really buy a new TV without it Mm. anymore. Kind of like a smart TV. It's it's almost like the Blu-ray players, too. They're all smart and 3D capable if you buy the newest models. Even last year's models. But anyways, that's not all the news we have, right? Come on. There has to be more news. Well... I posted about this over on our Facebook the other day, but uh, the Marvel Studios family just got a little bit bigger. In addition to getting Daredevil back a couple weeks ago, uh, they've also just gotten back the rights to Ghost Rider, The Punisher, and Blade. Which I I think it's cool that you got all those darker characters back almost in one shot. Um, Kevin Page, the producer over at Marvel Studios, has come on and said, just because we got these right back doesn't mean we're automatically going to jump into starting to put stuff into production. We got these rights back because they laughed at the other studios, and they've all had movies come out before that haven't performed as well as those studios hoped, so it's something that we will have to take a look at before we start putting pen to paper. But they're still trying to work out their phase three, so who knows what we might see in that in that span of time. I think it would be even cool just to have someone like The Punisher showing up in a movie like Daredevil, you know, because you could, they can yeah. do that now. That's yeah. that's what we liked about the Marvel movies is you have that one shared universe and things things can be shared now. I think 
you know, the the one crossover that they still need is Spider-Man there, you know, for Daredevil, Punisher. Like, watching the Spider-Man cartoons, the 91, you know. Yeah. It was cool to see those characters show up in that cartoon series, so. Yeah. Also with a lot of crossover with the villains. Yeah. Does that mean now Spider-Man cannot go up against the Kingpin? Most likely. Yeah. So who who is hiring all these like Electro and all these Hunchmen and Amazing uh, Spider-Man? Superman? Oz, no, Oz, like Jigsaw or well, Tombstone. no, Jigsaw is now Punisher. Which oh is, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I think Tombstone though, Tombstone, Silvermane would be uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think they've got enough to. Yeah, they got enough them, mobsters, so. I guess. But I mean, right now, I mean, like you, you pretty much know Oz, uh, um, Osborn yeah, is going to be the, the villain for Super Spider Man. That's true, and yeah. he can hire those villains. Just yeah. right. he can it, make those villains. Yeah, it works. Yeah, sure. I, I, I kind of want to see Scorpion still. I think Scorpion could work in the movies pretty well. Yeah, but that's just weird with having J. Jonah Jameson paying for the, to create Scorpion. It's just like one does. It doesn't have to be like exact. I know. You know, yeah. I'm Scorpion okay fits mi- what, much like, like the Mandarin in uh, Iron Man Three. Yeah, I'm okay with a little different interpretation on stuff. You know, we're not going to spoil it for everybody, but yeah, a different interpretation. Yeah, like it. I'm I'm all for it if it's done and done well. It'll get you to go to the movie theater. Like just sleep. I'm, I'm okay. We can Here, continue okay. on. Yeah. Well, free comic book day happened this past weekend. Uh, what did you guys think of the free comic books you got? Uh, our store was out of the free comic books by the time out I went on Saturday. Everything except for like three random issues of stuff. That he, were, I think, just leftovers and holdovers that he had in the back room, and he's like, yeah, you can have these for free, too. It's Our comic book store had a write-up in the local uh, newspaper and had a rush of people, and he said he did more in the first three hours of business than he did all last year on free comic book day and every year when i go in i'm always like hey you know how's how's this year been for you and every year it's consistently like it, this is this is my best year yet yeah and it's good that it's continuing to grow up there because it's not just people coming in it's how much he's doing in sales mm-hmm. and also hopefully the return that, that was return our first customers. time at that comic book shop too was a free comic yeah, book the day. very first free comic book day and he, he he's gotten that return that's that's where Paul you go to now. Yep, that is. Well, you guys took me there first, and you know, then it became the comic book store closest to my work, and now it's the comic book store that I have to go to because it's it's your, my your comic book. It's store. my comic book store. Yeah, yeah. Don knows me; he'll get me the stuff I want. Yeah, exactly. He calls me. Ah. He calls me Beard Man now instead of Mustache Man. Oh, that's good. He don't wear the mustaches anymore. It's true. Uh, I forgot to ask him to add Hawkeye to my pull list. Because I was going to do that. Why? Because the main topic book is so good. <laughs> well, well, Any other news, Paul? I got nothing. All right. I, I seriously have nothing. Yeah, it's it's been pretty late week. So why don't we uh, go into the list then? Go right ahead. I feel bad going to the list and we haven't finished this beer. Because we usually, between topics, we hit those. Well, we, we can always pause it. Yeah, we could. And, and finish, finish our beer. beer and it's fine. We could do that. It, so we took a little pause there, and we finished off that last beer, and we poured ourselves another, because we don't stop at one here. We never stop at one. <laughs> I don't, we well, know our limit. Sometimes with comic books, we stop after one. <laughs> yeah. But we're, we're drinking Blue Point Brewing Companies out of Long Island, New York. Uh, Sour Cherry Imperial Stout. Uh, this is another. This is a nine percent alcohol by volume. So uh, you know, it's a small batch, and it's a tasty batch. And this is something that we've all eyed up at, what like premier consumers, mm-hmm. and Local just every time source. we see it, we're kind of like, oh, we should buy that. And one of us did. Yeah, and it finally happened. Mm-hmm. And you definitely get that that sour to it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, a so tiny bit of sour, not. You get that imperialness kind of on mm-hmm. the back end after that cherry. like It's got that smokiness mm-hmm. right on the back. It leaves you with that uh, imperial stout, but it's up front just uh, a, a tart cherry. I want to quite go as far as it's sour, because the sours we've had before... Yeah. Yeah. And well, you guys you just came for a sour tasting, no, right? We, we didn't go to that. Oh, okay. So never mind. You didn't come for my sour tasting, but... 
the sours that I've had on the podcast before, we had one on the podcast before during our uh, beer draft day. And those yes. are sour, sour. Well, those Mickey Pucker. This is like, oh, it's it's tart. Yeah, it's got a nice tartness to it. Mm-hmm. I, I still contribute it to like a sour beer. Yeah, what you'd yeah. get from that, but yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't know drinking it that it's nine percent. And you guys can have some more of this. I didn't mean to pour it all out into my goblet. Nope, that's all yours, birthday boy. Nope. nope. <laughs> Paul's got to work tomorrow. So do I, but... Yeah. I mean, if you got more in the bottle, then I'll, I'll gladly take no, it. No, no, it was he, all foam. He poured it all into his glass. Ah. So we can uh, split the remainder of this, much like I'm willing to share my comic books that I buy each and every week. And this week I'm buying Batman number 20. Um, you know, I thought there was going to be a slight dip after the uh, Joker stuff, because I thought we were going right into Year Zero, which I was looking forward to. So I'm like, oh, this story arc isn't going to be any good when I realized that it wasn't Zero Year. Uh, but after reading issue 19 of Batman, I'm like, nope, there's no slowdown to this uh, Scott Snyder guy. No slowdown at all. He doesn't let up. Nope. And uh, art by Greg Capullo. And they, they're just... Even a fill-in arc, as this story is, is still good. You know, it's still pretty fun. And it's raising the stakes with another villain that I have not thought about in the longest time, and that's Clayface. You say Clayface, I just think of, like, the animated series, Clayface. Yeah, I think, I think Clayface has done more for, in the animated series than in comic books at all. Well, yeah. Grant Moore, uh, or not Grant Morrison, Alan Moore's greatest story ever told in DCU, they always publish that uh, Batman annual that he wrote with Clayface being, uh, being in love with uh, one of the mannequins in the department store. Yeah, so the animated series has <laughs> yeah. done more for Clayface than anything else, I guess. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. I think that's where they got the, his that design that we're all kind of yeah. familiar with that yeah. big lump mess of like a clay golem, it, and it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because remember, like uh, when we played Hero Clicks, so we got that Clayface, and like this is the this dude in the suit, like look like Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. get a cape and everything, and you're like, this isn't Clayface. Then we did research and like what we what we think of is like Clayface Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, uh, but I'm looking forward to, um, not Clayface Four, <laughs> not Clayface Four. Um, from Boom Studios, uh, it's Suicide Risk Number One, uh, written by Mike Carey and art by Alina Cascarande. Uh, and this follows a police officer who lives in a city where there are more supervillains than there are superheroes. Hmm. And the supervillains are just winning. And it's kind of up to this police officer to try to turn those tables. And he's using two junky supervillains to do so. Hmm. Um, and it sounds kind of interesting. I've been a fan of Mike Carey really since Unwritten. I knew who he was before that, but he Lucifer. really was it probably yeah. his big book the, before that. It, yeah, and, and then that, they did Hellblazer, and then he was on X Men for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but really, when I really took note of him, and I've read all those Lucifers, but I never really paid attention to who was writing them at that time. Um, but it was Unwritten that really made me say, "I like this guy." So uh, picking this up, want to check it out. Are you feeling okay, though, John? Are you okay? Yeah. Picking up a book called Suicide Risk, I just want to make sure you're okay. I'm going to ask you from now on. No. I hope you don't mind. I'm good. Okay, I'm just just making sure it's... I wish. (laughs) I'm making sure it's not a call for help. No, not a call for help. Okay. When I was was trying to find the book online, though, because I couldn't remember (laughs) who the thing was, and I was like, Suicide Risk, number one, and it'd be like, review of Suicide Risk. (laughs) Suicide hotline. Like <laughs> they really, they really push that suicide risks help stuff, as they should. Versus the comic book. We should have probably been more, you know, aware of your feelings back when you were dating your ex girlfriend too. Which one? <laughs> They've exactly. all taken their toll on it. They have. Oh. They've beat me down. Because what book are you looking forward um, to? Much like that's you, that's not I'm, a cry for help. I'm also looking forward to a book from DC Comics. It's uh, ju- 
Justice League of America, number three, written by Jeff Johns with uh, art by David Finch. <laughs> this isn't the first book on my stack when it comes out, but it's it's decent. And the big reason I'm looking forward to this, it's because it's a lot of characters that I don't read otherwise, and it's all going to be leading up to the Trinity War crossover that's coming up in a couple months mm-hmm. and we've got a new secret society that's being built up in the shadows and i'm just interested to see who's actually going to be on it you know the secret society yeah that, and that that's kind of the hook for me it's like yeah what what villains are going to be here who have we seen before and who might we be seeing for the first time over in the new 52 well we know the it's, new quote-unquote 52 well, we know it's, it's been some a of the amazing the amazo guys yeah uh ivo yeah professor ivo professor ivo that created the Amazo robots, because we saw in the first issue, Green Arrow go up against Amazo robots, pretty much. Yeah. And then uh, um, in over at Justice League, we had uh, Platinum from the Metal Men appear too. Really? Yeah. But that's it was in a not last month's issue, but the month before that. So I like that they're bringing in those kind of like mad scientists to mm-hmm. the DC universe, even though they haven't actually made full appearances yet. Because the Justice League Professor was... Mag- Magnus? Yeah, um, uh, Professor Magnus. Magnus. Yeah. Magnus. yeah. But they were, like, contemporaries. Mm-hmm. So That's true. So I, I think it's cool that they're bringing in, like, those characters. Yeah. Last time we saw all those together, we had uh, World was, uh, War Three in yeah, uh, 52. Was, uh, in yeah. 52. In 52. Not new 52, but the, in fi- yeah. way yeah, back 52. when in 52. Yeah, which is a great series. It was a great series. It was a great series. And I think, I think we need to get into another b- beer before we can do anything else, right? Yeah, probably should get into the next beer before we get into our main topic here. But before that, you know what time it is. And now for a dramatic reading from Runaways, number 29. Yatta! Page 11, panel 4. He's a good soldier. It's a pity he'll be caught in it, too. And that was a dramatic reading from Runaways, issue 29, panel number four. It was from Gert's parents. They're time travelers. They are time travelers. And uh, as time travelers, they probably have to pack their own lunches because you never know what era you'll end up in. And you might want to pack yourself a, a, a sandwich, like a peanut butter, banana, and Chocolate I'd, sandwich, right? I, I just want to just to cut you off one second, Paul. Is this was my second pick because I just pulled out Paul's long box, reached in and grabbed it. The issue after this is missing the cover, so I wasn't sure what book it was. Bizarre. Did you just destroy no, my books? No, I pulled it out. Not like I pulled it. No, it was already missing it. Uh, I don't know. Well, it's probably a runaways issue. <laughs> that's bizarre. I have a dog, and sometimes he gets into my comics, and you know. Sometimes they lose some pages. But what is bizarre is the beer we're drinking. Oh, yeah, that's a Runaways. Yeah, yeah it's front and back cover. It's gone. Yeah, the cover just got... Dead wrong, part one. Uh, Terry Moore. Okay. We got Roberto Ramos. Well, Roberto Ramos on pencil says always good. Much like how Rogue sometimes does good, but the last time we had Rogue was a good shite, right? And we were not happy with was it. Was it that, or was it the yellow snow when we did? Uh, maybe then it was the yellow snow. I'm glad I'm going to keep up on the uh, the show notes, because, hey, soon we'll be able to track all this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's right. Changes are coming to bangboard.com. The good shite was what? They're, they're all homegrown stuff. All organic, all homegrown. Because we also had the barley wine. Oh, and yeah. We the rated, barley wine We was, rated that pretty well. They're uh, old... Crustacean. Old crustacean. Yeah. And that was pretty good. So that probably, that probably would have been the last one. Yeah, that was the last one we had, and now we're bringing back Rogue again with their Voodoo Donut brew. And this is a chocolate, peanut butter, and banana ale. And I get and all three flavors right off the bat. I haven't tried it yet. When I, I was the first one to start pouring it out, I think, or maybe John was. Or Paul was. Okay. Um, you were the last one. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I was doing work. But as soon as I started to pour it, I was like, this smells really familiar. And then as soon as I saw what was in it, it was like the chocolate, banana, peanut butter, I was like, oh, that, that's why. Mm-hmm. I've had this sandwich many a time. It kind of smells like, like a little bit parents. Like a little a little bit like like 
cough medicine. Like, it's got a medicine-y kind of taste. Smell, not taste. Mm-hmm. No, but on the taste, and, like, right now, but at least you can my, get that peanut butter, like, on the back of your tongue. At least my tongue a little gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel kind of like, you know, like, it's got a little grit on there. I don't know how. It, it, it's, it is. It's like a peanut butter sandwich. Like, it has, like, a full mouthfeel, mm-hmm. but the beer itself is almost kind of watery. Like, it has yeah. no linger on its own. Yeah, and pouring it, it looked like it was pouring pretty thick. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely feels thin, but the taste is all there. Yeah, I, I definitely you get that banana. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that uh, Samuel Smith banana bread one. Mm-hmm. It's the Samuel Smith, right? Is that what I'm thinking? About, I don't think bana- no, I don't think banana it's not, nut bread. It's an English. Someone has it's a banana English. nut bread one. It's yeah, a, banana yeah, bread, it's yeah. banana nut. I don't think it's Samuel Smith, but it's an English okay. beer company. Because yeah. you get that kind of banana, mm-hmm. you get that. Like the deep chocolate, like the nose, like that yeah, kind yeah. of mocha. Mm-hmm. Now, and it's got like that nutty that you get from a nut brown almost. Yeah, uh, but you're right. It's. It I feels, think that's where you're getting the. I wish it was dirty. a thicker beer. I yeah. wish it was like a nitro, you know, or yeah. a rassler, or you know, yeah, it just had a little more creamier. To yeah, it. to it. Than and it here, is. here's the thing. Um, like I said couple minutes ago we're going to be putting up show notes for every episode where if you want to see what we're talking about you can go over to bagboard.com and be like oh john picked suicide risk number one i want to see more about that book and you can click on the link and it's going to take you to boom's website and we're also putting up links to all the beard um they'll take you over to beer advocate and this actually has a 67 rating based off of 119 People rating it over oh, okay. Beer Advocate. I'm like, wow, that's a really weird scale. It goes up to 119. Up to, <laughs> it goes, it goes up to 100. Um, so this is actually considered to be poor, but it's it's, it's not your typical beer. Poor. Like I don't yeah. think you can rate it like everything else. Well, a lot of times they go like if you pull down and they you see the pr- people's review, they review on color, they review on smell, they review on taste. Like they, they look at everything. A lot of people do. Some people just go, I don't like this beer, it gets a two, you know? Yeah. But a lot of times the people who do review it give why they give it what it's why. Why they've given it what it's gotten. Okay and that makes sense. But it's I think it's better than what Beer Advocate rates it as. I think so. Because it's definitely a, I don't want to call it a joke beer, but... It, it comes in a bright pink, like, yeah, cotton candy bottle. You know, bo- like you know what bottle. you're buying when you buy it. Yeah. It's not, and it's not your typical beer. When you look at the label and you say, like, oh, voodoo donut, chocolate, banana, peanut butter? Like, it doesn't sound like any mm-hmm. anything else that's out there. Yeah, yeah it's it's... It's not to be held with like the the bourbon beers or something else. It's it's kind of in its own little side category. It re- you know what? It, it does like this would pair well with a donut, and that's all I'm looking for on uh, this day. This would be a good My breakfast birthday. beer with like pancakes or something. Oh right? yeah, like pancakes. Oh, I yeah, that would be good. I know. Be nice is like. I had the blueberry make, uh, lemon. How pancake. was it? It was really good. What, oh, so I should have gotten them. Um. This would be good, like, kind of rendering it down to more thick, mm-hmm. and then pouring that over your pancakes yeah. instead of syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't fault this beer for what it's going for. Yeah, it delivers. It might not be like an exceptional, like, oh my gosh, it would. Take it's it, no yeah. brewery's white chocolate. Yeah, if it would take it over the top, if it was just had a thicker mouthfeel to it. That's that's the only thing I can really. Yeah hold against this is I wish it had more of a presence in my mouth mm-hmm. than what it has. Yeah. Don't fucking giggle at me, John. You know what I mean. It's it, it's just so if like... If producer Scott was here, he would say, that's what she said. <laughs> he would because he didn't say it, so he's allowed to. <laughs> but it's, it's different. You get those notes from the peanut butter, banana, and chocolate. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, you, it's, you, it's cool. Like you, you can't fault the spirit it delivers on what it says. This would probably be super popular in Japan. <laughs> if you this was a Kit Kat, this would be one of the best <laughs> Kit Kats ever. I just, I just, I, it's weird to say it like this. I drank it differently. I didn't hold it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I just chugged, chugged it. You, s- you still get those flavors. Mm-hmm. You don't notice that it doesn't have like that mu- mouth feeling. Yeah. 
This might not be a sipping beer. This might just be something you drink, mm-hmm. like a Labatt or. It kind of has like a Olsen. like a um, a Tootsie Pop kind of quality. I think that's where that smell is. Like you think like cherry Tootsie Pop. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, with well, yeah, with the Tootsie Roll Center. That's where you get the chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, but it smells. It smells. It smells like it. It it's not bad. I I think it deserves more than what Beer Advocate has it rated as. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a novelty beer though. Yeah. But yeah. better than the uh, the pizza beer that we Ugh. had. <laughs> pizza beer. I'm pretty sure that podcast has dropped off of iTunes, but I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, that's for the better. Yeah. And I'm glad we did this one before the smoke quarter. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that uh, friend of the podcast Steve Rosenberg. Uh, re- t- requested us to read Hawkeye Trade Volume 1 My Life as a Weapon and uh, so you asked for it and here we go We're this is the second listener requested trade that we've done uh, the last but one was this the- is actually the book that they requested though yeah, that's yeah when Lawrence requested the one Paul bought something else well I bought the first for. trade of the that came out from it and not the last one we tried and I don't know if I could ever go back and try to read that well at least we've got the Brian Wood Star Wars yeah Lawrence why, why didn't you recommend the Brian Wood Star Wars <laughs> oh because it wasn't out yet sorry yes. yeah. time machine dude come yeah. on come on <laughs> we do it all the time but this is uh yeah as what we said in the beginning of the podcast written by Matt Fraction uh, art by David Aja and the other half by you mean, you mean David half. Aja no, I mean uh, it's Aha. Yeah, there see, we go. see what I did there? I brought it back. Yeah, you bring it so back. That way we don't forget to look it up after the show. And the other half by Javier Polito. Uh, oh, a letter by Chris Epinalis. Oh. oh. There's a, what was it, the G-Man book? Yeah, G-Man, yeah. and he, I'm pretty sure Calvin Hobbes, right? Did he do the letters for I don't know. I don't know. I think that could be something you just made up. I probably but, did. But Paul, what is this book about? This is about uh, Hawkeye coming back into his own life after being dead, and uh, kind of as a part of the Avengers. But he's having he's like having this kind of self crisis, it seems, of whether or not he really belongs in the Avengers. It it's also and, kind of that like what he's doing when he's not with the Avengers. Yeah, it's him like this in him. his. Yeah, on the off time, like when he's not punched in to be an Avenger, almost. Yeah, he's living in like a crummy, like tenement building, <laughs> even though he has money. Run by Russians who say "bro" a lot, which I thought was hilarious <laughs> you know, because, like, hilarious. bro, you don't want to do that, bro. <laughs> and I just thought that was so much fun that this, and this is how they talk, like, yeah. And spoilers. I really enjoyed this book, so I actually picked up issue number ten that just came out, and they're still there wearing their like Adidas like tracksuit, saying "bro." <laughs> I think they produce it Adidas. Adidas. Um, I think it's pronounced Adidas, bro. This this is the book that, bro. I think it's pronounced Adidas, bro. This is the book. Um, Asia, bro. Paul passed it off last Sunday, and I read on my birthday, which was Monday. Hey. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, but like my my birthday plan was to sit and read comic books all day, watch movies, and that's what I did. And I was so happy that this is one of the books that I had to read because I sat down and started reading it. Uh, my girlfriend was like, "I'm gonna go to the store." I'm like, "Okay, fucking buy!" Like, <laughs> like shut up and let me read this book. Stop did, interrupting me. Did he give her a credit card or some money to effing buy no, stuff, it, or did he just? Birthday. <laughs> it was my birthday. She actually came back from the she came back from the store with Princess Bride on DVD and three uh, Redbox movies for me. That sounded like an awesome night. This and Princess Bride, <laughs> right? That is an inconceivably great night. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, wait, wait, I, I, anyone I, like a peanut? <laughs> Butter beer. <laughs> ah! I think there's some, still some more in the bottle. Yeah, you can have some more if you I'll, want. If no one else wants I, it, I will no, gladly. I, I gotta start toning down. So because, we still have one more beer left. Yeah. But this is the thing I love that I was able just to sit to read this cover to cover. I didn't have to start reading it and then go to work or try to read it on my breaks at work because I once I started reading it, I didn't want to stop. And even that there's um, an issue 
there's an an extra issue in the back that is from Young what, Avengers uh, Presents. Young Avengers Presents. Yeah, thank you. And even that I read. Like I was just so pumped into this book, and when I finished it, I was I was very upset that I didn't have any more Hawkeye to read. This was a book that I did not order when it came out. I've since learned from this because I was like, oh, it's a Hawkeye book. It could be good. I'll, I'll buy it when I go to the store. I'm not going to order it, but I'll buy it. Didn't we buy issue one? We didn't. Paul, I, you bought issue one, but we you bought it, I think, after we did that month's review. Okay. Because I read issue one. because See, I like, haven't. And I'm like... I thought we talked about this on the podcast before because I've no. read this issue. I wanted, If I read that first issue, I would have been there. I, I wanted to buy it. Right. But then I, I never ordered it because I was just like, hell, yeah, I'll buy it off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And it was completely sold out at the comic book store. And I was just like, eh, oh, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of went on. And like I was like, oh, here's Gambit number one. I'll buy that. Morbius number one. I'll buy that. because it, You were it was, wrong on both counts. I, I know. I know, because as soon as I read issue number one and two in the trade, I was like, this is a book I should have been reading, like right there alongside Daredevil, which we've been championing since number one. You know why I I agree with the like Daredevil? Because this is a street, it's Hawkeye is a street level character with enough humor that it makes it feel human. Yeah. Like the whole, like, what's the name of the dog? And it's Arrow, and he's, he's like, Arrow. no, we gotta, change, we gotta that. change that name. And then it's then his name is Unlucky, yeah. And it's and it's him with Kate Bishop paling around and being like, wow, I really respect her as a bowist, a archer. Yeah. There we go, archer. But he can't look at her as yeah. a sexual object. No, because she's like... <laughs> and that's what he says when he's trying to recruit her. Like, I don't want to sleep with you. Yeah. Like, And that, that's actually how I read it when he's talking to her on the phone. Because yeah. she's like, you know, why why do you want to work with me? Well, I don't want to sleep with you. <laughs> like a kind of a panicked response. And, and then after, she's like... Why, why, really? Why? That's the best you can come <laughs> up with, dude. I said. Uh, it, it's, it is. It's really fun. And Matt Fraction... I have to say, I like Matt Fraction. He's kind of a fifty-fifty writer for me. Mm-hmm. I think he worked with David Aja mm-hmm. on Iron Fist, which, yeah, with, which was a great read as well. Yeah, um, well, it was uh, Ed Brubaker and him in uh, Matt Fraction, and he's he's a fifty-fifty writer. I like him. I usually try to give him a shot. I picked up um, what when he was doing Defenders. I picked up that Defenders number one. Yep. Didn't I think I picked up the first two or three? I yeah. didn't like them. It we just all kind of hated Fear itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the thing is, there's some things that like just hit right. It's the right tone. It's the right character for a writer. And this is one of those things. Like he he nails it. Like I am I'm hooked on this book. When I was ordering this week's books, they were soliciting um, issues thir- issue thirteen in um, in previews, and I was like. Issue 13, that means the second trade's got to be out. It's Marvel. They put them right out, and I'm looking through it. I'm like, they don't have it. Mm-hmm. And I was I was legitimately bummed. I can tell this is a well-read trade, because when I gave it to you, the cover was flat. <laughs> now it definitely has a bow in it. So you, you guys read this book and read it furiously. I, 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 I sat down, I read the whole thing in one night, and then I did go back through to yeah. just like, I didn't reread it, but I looked through it again. For well, the first moments that yeah. I really liked. The first story arc is him basically getting his the landlords these these Russian mob guys, these Russian bros, yeah, out of the apartment complex so that he can continue having a place to eat. Because basically, he says, "I don't have time to really cook for myself or figure out what I'm doing for dinner." But luckily, the people that live in the house they're always on the roof barbecuing something. And they let me eat here. So unless I'm at the Avengers Tower or on this rooftop, on the rooftop, I'm not eating. Uh, and then the second arc is him crashing a villain auction for a team in, in Madripoor. In Madripoor, uh, of that where they will be bidding on a tape of him killing some like a, a political a figure. political figure. Um, so, it's a cool kind of like undercover. He's not even undercover. 
But he, 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 he just he kind of shows up. But no, you're you're, mis- uh, he, you're misunderstanding just, the undercover. He just started driving a cab because somebody stole all his money. Right? They, they took his wallet, so he starts driving a cab. <laughs> and, then he, and then he goes and hangs out with all the cabbies, and they like him. And he's like, they like me. They they help me out. He's like, you figure a city like Madagascar, people are going to like tell you where to go, but they just expect you to know how to get there. <laughs> It's an undercover operation gone horribly wrong, which is what I was saying, which I was getting to. Uh, Kate is Kate Bishop is undercover as Madame Mask, and yeah, yeah, and it's a character that I haven't thought about in years. It's a character I only know about because of Heroclix, really. Yeah, Madame Mask is just she's one of those characters that's in the Marvel universe, but. I've never actually read anything with her in it because I... The Iron Man series, uh, I tell the series she was in. I stayed away from that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's not what I... Yeah. Isn't she, I like, read. part of Hydra? Yeah. I don't know. As far as I know. Like, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's something like that. I, I don't know. But I know that I was okay with her in this. And I know I ordered the Hawkeye annual that's coming up because she makes her return. Uh, it's it really to, to get revenge on Kate Bishop for masquerading as her. It is such a fun book, and then they do they have those awesome covers too. I mean, we talked about it with and when the, Steve was on the show. When Steve was on the show, but also when we talked about best covers of the last year, like this was one of we yeah. Paul and I both brought two different covers to it, and um, it is it's it's just an all around great book, like. I, I'm glad that there's this trade. I, I would sit down and read it again. Like, it's just that fun. And David Aja? No. Aha. No. Aja. No, is it David? Yeah. Okay. David Aja. Uh, Aha. He, he does a great... It's that kind of comic book work that I love, that Chris Omni, the yeah. Marcus Martin, the... Uh, Paulo Rivera. Paulo Rivera. Like, kind of... I would classic, say almost like Kurt, Sean Phillips style, too. Like, yeah, more Sean Phillips, I would guess, than those other guys. But, uh, you know, that Kirby kind of influenced. Heavy line, that, uh, but, that was lots, awesome page but still too. lots of detail. Heavy line work, a lot of shadow work, like Chris Omni. And I just love that kind of work in my comic books, so I'm in. I love, too, that he's always, like, he's always wearing purple. He's got a purple t-shirt he's, on. He's at, like, it's purple accents. It's something well, small, like, he's got, like, purple Chuck Taylors on in one part. Or his yeah. hoodie just has, like, a purple line on it. I think the it. colorist really goes for almost a uh, monochromatic uh, color palette, where yeah. even the backgrounds are shades of purple. And it's shades of purple, purple, black, or yellow on the page, and that's basically it. Or, like, a gray. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely great tones to it. Mm-hmm. Um... And when I when I got to um, what was it? Uh, I want to so, say like the one with the videotapes. Yeah, or the one uh, after Javier Polito. I was a little like, oh man, it's no more Asha because I really love that stuff, but it still works. Yeah, and the, still the, the heavy the great thing is too is those artists too would go great with Daredevil, like Mark Wade's Daredevil both those writers would do, or artists would go great with the style and the tone of those books, too. Now, I would also like to see a Superior Spider-Man in this kind of style. Yeah, I, I think that would work as well. I, I love Superior Spider-Man right now. I think the rotating like artists that they have in there do extremely well on mm-hmm. Spider-Man. But it's that kind of grittier, dirty Spider-Man. Yeah. that I think it would be cool in this style, but I don't need it. Mm-hmm. It works so well for a Hawkeye, or yeah. Daredevil, or like a Punisher. Um, well, things that I can't. Oh, why well, I'm thinking of Superior Spider-Man because of the the uh, story of Daredevil where Superior Spider-Man shows up. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm like. <laughs> yeah, but no, there was that story arc where they had the artist that looked kind of like. Oh no, that was no, that Daredevil. Was Daredevil still. Sorry, sorry, um, yes, my bad. I take it back. I I love me some Young Avengers. Kate Bishop, of course, Hawkeye in Young Avengers. And, John, you kind of just got your first taste of Young Avengers recently. Yeah, you got your beat whack. And now you've got Kate Bishop Bishop. appearing in this. Do you feel, (laughs) after loving Hawkeye so much, are you a little bit more interested in seeing what's going to happen in Young Avengers now? That's why I asked you the other day when I got home. I was like, did you read that Young Avengers yet? Because I wanted to see. Um, The number four? Yeah. Not, not... Especially, 
because I kind of take them almost as two different types of character. The Kate Bishop that's in the Teen Titan or the Teen Titans in the um, Young Avengers is, I think, almost different than what you get in here. In here, you get more of a a young woman where she's sassier in this. Yeah, and in and in the Young Avengers, I kind of. Young when, Avengers. It's all about uh, Marvel Boy being sassy. When I read when I read her in that, I see her as a younger character. Because it took me, it almost took it took me a little bit to realize that that's who she was. Like it was okay. the same character. And so wait, that's, that's John, me. are you now validating my point from our uh, review of issue one of Young Avengers that we had, where I'm like, ooh, Kate Bishop just doesn't feel quite right here, where she's just oogling this boy. And then runs away into a ship. Kate Bishop in this seems more in her 20s. But see, in this, they're constantly pointing out that, like, oh, she's young, she's a kid. Yeah, but he's... I mean, what's saying that, he, but... He's, he's, in a, his, he's in his 30s, you know? He's he's probably, like... Um, number... Uh, issue number 10, she's, like, hooking up with a dude in his 30s. She's hooking up with yeah. the dude in this? Yeah, so she could be... She's in her 20s, and he's just saying that she's really young because she's eight, nine years younger than she, he is, you know? But right now, there are people that are older than me, and I call kid because yeah. just their life experience or yeah. whatever, they have, like, drifted through life and have learned nothing from it. Yeah. We'll get another beer going. Because we we love talking about comics, but we also like drinking beer. And we now have that beer poured in front of us. It's awesome how editing works like that. Well, it's pressing two buttons, but I appreciate that. <laughs> Took me a long time to edit that together. So what's this one? You said it's a stone beer, right? It's stone porter. So it's just, just stone smoked porter. Yep. Stone smoked porter. Yep. Just serve. And I think I had the... What was I drinking at Pizza Plant? There's... Stone. Smoke. Stone hits. Uh, I think the Stone IPA was what they had uh, when we were there. Nope, it was this. It was their smoke port. Was it? Okay. I'm pretty sure. I think it was something different. It was a different stone. Uh, no, it was. Um, it wasn't their Old Guardian because Old Guardians are barley wine. Yeah. No, it was. It was like this, but with something else in the barrel. I think. Yeah, it's espresso. The espresso one, yeah. This is very smoky, though. It's smoky. Yeah. Like, it's almost like a smoked salami. Like, just big smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I feel like I just cleaned out a couple ashtrays. Yeah, I, I feel like I just licked clean a charcoal grill. <laughs> Are you turning off and on your uh, yeah. microphone? Oh, really? Yeah, but then we get the clicking sound, so that doesn't help, because oh. the clicking sound is really loud. And there's, there's not a lot else, like, else to this beer. No. Yeah, it's just that smoke. I, and that's kind of stone. Like, I like a lot of stone beers, but stone beers are to an extreme. Mm-hmm. They are just really bold, in-your-face beers. And that's what that's what they're going for, and that's what they're brewing. And with a smoked beer like this, yeah, you're going to get just a lot of smoke. Now, here's the fun thing about this. This is rated at a 90 over at Beer Advocate. Okay. What's wrestler rated as? Because oh, you know this doesn't have quite the same mouthfeel as wrestler, but that, that big smoky flavor is kind of right there. I would put it right up there with a the wrestler flavor. See, I feel like the wrestler has more. It's got more depth. It's got right? more depth out to it. But that upfront just smoky taste. Yeah, it, it has that smoky, but. I can't find one. I just do a search yeah, for Porterhouse. You got a eighteen dollars for a four pack versus five dollars for a bomber. You know. Yeah. If you if you want if you you look at the shelf and you're like, ooh, I can't afford twenty bucks for a uh, for a four pack, but five bucks for a bomber, I can do. Like I say, this is okay. This is a reasonable if, thing. If you're looking Stone, at the cost effect, Stone's beer is very accessible for the price. Yeah, I it think really they price is. it well. I know they're too an extreme, and they'll punch you in the face and like give you this the one note, but you're also paying just for one note. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then and, there's other stuff that they do that is their like espresso. You, 
aged one where they're giving you a little bit more complexity. You're paying a little bit more of a premium, but you're also getting a little bit of more of a premium. Um, the Rassler is ranked at an 84, which I prefer the Rassler. Right. I mean, it's a lot more like that smoky right up front, like it hits yeah. you in the face. But there's it follows through with just more... Um, yeah. Like I, I, I would put it up there as probably one of my top, my like probably my number one favorite stout. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of that's odd. Well, there's a very smoky stout. <clears throat> yeah, the wrestler. But that is basically my benchmark for all stouts now. Yeah, like it has to have maybe not that smoky flavor, but that mouthfeel of just yeah. the characteristic with the all that depth. See, I don't the know if it's just be there. from using the same glass as we had from the Rogue. Mm-hmm. But it still kind of smells like the donut. When, when you give this a whiff, it's got like a nice sweetness, so I feel like it has to be just like <laughs> lingering. Because I would... John's doing a one nostril sniff of the stone <laughs> bottle. I wish, I, no, I wish this had just like a hint of... Like, like vanilla, or like, van- like vanilla or a okay. caramel to it. You know, it would be really good is blended with that donut. Yeah, yeah, it, that would give it that, <laughs> that sweetness that, that you'd want. Elastic. And also, it would give the donut that complexity that we were searching for. No. Yeah, I mean, the smoked porter is good. If I'm going to go for a smart smoked porter, though, I don't know. I I don't think stone smoked porter because it is just it is just smoke. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's that kind of. It's not even like a nice, like a, a peaty smoke. It's just like to me, it makes me think of like smoked salami. It, it reminds it, me of that liquid smoke stuff that you add to, like your marinades or your, your gravy. gravy. It reminds me of cleaning up cigarette butts from the cigarette butt stopper. I don't know if you guys ever had to do that work, but no. I've had to do I, that. I've worked in malls my entire life. Yeah, I've so never, never had to do that. I've always been inside. You know, the smokestacks yeah. where people put their cigarettes. Put their butts in. Yeah. Cleaning out cigarette butts, that's what it reminds me of. I, I can, I've can. i never done it, but I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But And that's... If I was hungover on this and then had to do that, I'd lose my control <laughs> all over the place. I would and just lose it. it. It's like you said, stone, they just... They don't go for any subtlety. Yeah. It's just all out. And, I mean, that's... if. If you're going, if I mean, when you go into drinking a, a stone beer, you whatever it's supposed to be, you gotta expect that it's gonna be the most like potent version of that. To I the mean, max. their their ruination, they say on the bottle, oh. like we want to ruin the taste buds on your tongue. You know, they, they say it on the bottle, like and they it's, are the Red Hulk of the brewing industry. Yeah, and I mean, they, they are the war machine. They're the people that put out war the, machine rock sixty eight <laughs> with an X. They put out the beer, you know, called Arrogant Bastard because they they I like I really like the Arrogant but, Bastard, but but they're an this? almost an arrogant brew company because they they build their beers to that extreme. Like, if you want a smoke porter, boom, smoke porter. You want this. Boom! That's enough hops to kill every single taste bud in your tongue for the night. Then, have they met the Sierra Nevada celebration? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would put this uh, the celebration beyond anything that I've had from Stone. Like that just that wrecked me. I didn't even want to finish it. To me, like Ruination, I can drink and I can enjoy. It might be the only beer I drink that night because I'm drinking a bomber by myself of it. Um, but it, it it is. John, I must have to ask you again. <laughs> I do Are you have a problem. Okay. You know what? I haven't, I, right haven't, I haven't had a whole bomber of Ruination since I went out with uh, uh, Kristen Dishner, so <laughs> take that. First and last names there. Why not, everybody? <laughs> I don't care. But Young Avengers. Young Avengers? I was, I was talking yeah, about so that back before to that. we got into the beer. Because um, um, uh, you want... I mean, definitely we want to talk about that last issue in the book. And again, there I see her is um, a younger a younger woman, but it's years before what's happening. To me, it feels like it's years before what's happening in Hawkeye, because Hawkeye okay. is still going around as uh, Ronan, Ronan, yeah, in it, and um, and she's just there. This is before the Avengers have accepted the Young Avengers, even though you know Captain America. Gave him his A okay. Captain America's dead right now. Yeah. And the rest of the Avengers don't want them going around. They they don't 
think that they should be doing what they're doing. Now, Paul, have you read Young Avengers number four yet? No, not yet. That <sighs> came out two weeks ago. The only reason I asked that is it's because it's a heavy Kate Bishop book, and this is this is my make or break point for Young Avengers. Okay, by the way. here. Because you guys were like, oh, the reason I was asking this is because there's an awesome double page spread in there that's done almost like a like IKEA directions for building your shelf, except so, it's no except it's Novar like bursting in like the window for a club and taking out like all these bad guys. Does uh, it end with him looking at a manual with questions and then a one eight hundred number? No, it, it, it then, ends, no, it's nothing like an it idea. Just, it, it ends with him just being bad. Directions. Um, <laughs> it's real cork. It is real cork, and I threw it back, and you're just like meh drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's all I was wondering. I wasn't ready to catch it. So. Okay, now, but here's the thing. Now, talking about Hawkeye, we talked about Young Avengers. Now we're at that back part of the book where they have that freebie issue almost where it's you should see if there's any more of the donut in the bottle John before you poured them out um, we have the Young Avengers Presents number 6 starring Kate Bishop also written by Matt Fraction and this was kind of like the backup issue for the trade now how do you feel about Kate Bishop being written in that Young Avengers Presents versus Hawkeye because I, f- I feel the Young Avengers Presents is more along the lines of what you're getting in Young Avengers. Yeah, she feels a little bit more almost cow-telly. You know, like cow-telling to like, uh, Hawkeye himself being almost like looking for permission. Whereas in the Hawkeye trade, she doesn't take no gruff. You know, she's like, no... Now I know this guy, and he's kind of a jackass that doesn't know what he's doing. Well, I mean, he's no. also, like, in... Now, just to throw this out there, there's literally no Young Avengers books between when the Young yeah. Avengers presents and we get Hawkeye. Like, there's That's nothing. True. Like, so it feels Congratulations, like you've basically read everything spanning All the interactions frame. between these two characters yeah. that has been written in a comic book form. Form. But in the Hawkeye trade itself, it feels like this character relationship has grown where she she has idolized, in the Young Avengers sense, it feels like she has idolized this character known as Hawkeye to a point where she's a little worried about meeting him for the first time. Whereas in the trade, she's now comfortable with this guy, sees all his flaws, and can call out all those flaws. And the and the other thing is, is he has more of an authority figure and kind of that father figure in the Avengers one. Mm-hmm. You know, giving her the hey, it's okay. You tried. You, you snuck back in to steal the bow. You know, I know you were there. I'm going to be the actually good father and I give you the you know, handing down this picture to you. Um, I have to say, I do like the fact that he's just like. No, this is just a crappy bow that I bought, like at a sporting goods store. Like, I can do the same thing with it. Like, um, but then in in Hawkeye, yes, she's gotten more comfortable with him, and she can see that most of the time he's in over his head, mm-hmm. and he is kind of always in over his head. He's gonna scrap and he's gonna get out of it because that's kind of what he does. But he's gonna take his licks while he does it. And um and and she I think she looks out for him now more than he looks out for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah I agree. I, I think they work very well together because they're both kind of very much on their own and they want to stand. Mm-hmm. As as their own singular person, but but they're both they, Hawkeye. They they can't at this well, point. Yeah, because. Even when reading the original trade of our run of Young Avengers, it always felt like Kate Bishop was the one character that didn't want to be a team member, always wanted to be on her own. Uh, in fact, when you first meet her, she's like, "I didn't need to be saved. Yeah, I was. You guys just made it worse." Um, so to have these two kind of alpha dog characters be together, because come on, Hawkeye ran. West Coast Avengers. He did. He stepped up 
and ran Avengers teams and was the leader of Avengers team when Captain America wasn't there. Also a criminal for a while. Yeah. I kind of want to throw this out there, too. Thunderbolts. I was sad we didn't have any Mockingbird in this because she's one of those characters that I wouldn't mind getting more of now, but I'm not going to go out and buy Mockingbird number one or if Mockingbird's appearing in Defenders or Secret Avengers, like number 12. I'm not going to go out and look for that book, but if she pops up in Hawkeye, I, I would read it and probably be like, man, I want more... For Mockingbird. I, to me, like if Mockingbird showed up in this, it would be the the ex wife that you tr- you get along with, but at the same time, there's that slight bit of hostility between the two. Yeah, nothing of how great that would be to read. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know that's with, they, like with this that's Clint what Martin, I, if, think if how it, fun that if it, if it if it wasn't that way in this book, I would I would probably be a little let down by it because that's how I would imagine it being, and it'd be like. Oh yeah, and then he took me on this, you know. Then he took me up into space, and all I want to do is have that romantic dinner that he's been promising me for two years, and we had to have the space mission. I, I think you would get something missions. better than that from Matt Fraction, especially because Hawkeye number eleven is all about Lucky the dog solving a murder <laughs> mystery, like. It's he just, says better, by the way, listeners. He says something better than that. It, it's it it's one of those like when you just okay, we read this trade two, three days ago. Longer in your I six days. Like and here we are now. I wanna and, reread and, it. And these like we're both gonna be on board. Paul, are you? Yeah, I'm on board. We're gonna be reading Hawkeye going you forward. The tenth issue. And and here it is. I, Number 11, the next issue coming out is about that dog that he rescues solving a murder. Uh, And you wouldn't want to read the No, of course I would. My whole thing is holding myself back from when we leave the podcast, me just downloading these on my phone from Comixology, because I do want to read them. And me saying to you, like, did did you look at Don's? Did he have the back issues of this? I did not. (laughs) I'd rather give my money to Don. Before I, oh, I yeah. get them on uh, Comixology, but I, I'm just all about getting on board as soon as I can. Now. Yeah. No, I I'm I, I'm hooked, and uh, I I really can't wait. And like, if you have that issue ten, I want to read yeah, it when we get back. It's sitting there in my room. So I need those red hoods. Those uh, are hoods. somewhere. <laughs> and the outlaws. Dig those out. All of those outlaws. But if there's something you want us to dig out or dig up and give a listen, hey. Let us know. Contact at baggingboardcast.com. Send us an email. What you want us to read. We'll do it. We've done it before. If you don't want to email us because that's a little bit too personal, you got a bunch of other ways of getting in touch with us, too. Yeah. Our Twitter, at baggingboardcast, or at baggingboard. And then over at our Facebook. And what? We have another way? I, I just made us a Tumblr today. What? And that's honestly all came from Young Avengers because Kieran Gillen, mm-hmm. the writer of that, he's on Tumblr all the time answering fan questions. He throws in references to Tumblr in the book. The Here's what happened in the past couple issues is done as a Tumblr dashboard. <laughs> Alright. So. It, it, it works, and I was thinking about that. I was like, we should have a Tumblr. <laughs> because we're, we're getting swamped everywhere else. Well, well, hey, people, we're not getting swamped, but we're there for you. Yeah, yeah, we are there. And going forward, we will be there for you more because we'll be there. Is Paul making up songs again? No, that's a song. <laughs> oh, you changed it to from owl to oh, yeah. will. I see now. See, get it. But you know what? Pancakes. We love doing this. <laughs> why, is, why is Paul so got, got so weird at the end of the show? Like he's all depressed. Like that's okay. Sad now. They'll be here next week. The listeners be here next week for us. They will. We yeah. love. We well, love. How well I know. Well, the only way I can rate and review us. Yeah, over on the way. Hey, you know what? Even if your rate and review is just happy birthday, Paul. Yes, I put it out there for him. That's uh, that's all I ever sad ask for. Man. Yeah, I get did you, sad. Did your Did your mom call you on your birthday? Yeah, my dad did. Did they both wish you a happy birthday? Yeah. Yeah. My mom forgot. 
Oh, my sorry. grandmother forgot and then called my mom the next day to be like, I never wished Chris a happy birthday. Didn't she call didn't you. call me to say, like, hey, I'm sorry I forgot. She called another family member just to be like, yep, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so well, don't forget us. Well, you have a very easy to forget a birthday. It's like October 22nd. 21st. See, I Dick. told you it's easy to forget. Not like mine. May 4th? No. It's, it's Randy's. Mine Mine is uh, the Revenge of the Fifth. Or Cinco de Mayo. Or Cinco de Mayo. Easier hey. to remember, Cinco de Mayo. But I like the May the Fourth Be With You and the Revenge of the Fifth. Mm. Yeah. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like doing the podcast. I like doing podcasts, too, especially when we get ratings and reviews on iTunes. Guilt trip. <laughs>